Sweet Stash is a home-baked business specializing in cake pops, brownies, cakes, and more. Celebrate your special occasions with all of your favorite people. If we're at a party and they have Sweet Stash, I know where Mario will be. Buy the cake pop stand. To place your orders, check them out on Facebook or Instagram. Are you all ready to up your drinking game? Absinthe Minded AZ is a pretty freaking amazing and super rare company. Absinthe is truly an acquired taste type of drink. People like Picasso, Hemingway, and Van Gogh were known to throw back a few. I mean, The Raven may have never been written if Edgar Allan Poe wasn't drinking this stuff. Who, by the way, was an artilleryman in the United States Army. Go Redlegs! This misunderstood spirit became legal again in the United States in 2007. And now you can try it for yourself here in AZ. Plus, co-owners Doc Ordovich and Justin Slusher are pretty cool dudes. Absence Minded is produced with 100% natural herbs based off of traditional formulations with variations to accommodate the palates of the modern drinker. Pour, sip, and enjoy. So if you want to find out more about this amazing company, go to their Facebook page or AbsenthemindedAZ.com. And their Instagram page is pretty dope. They are warriors trained to survive, trained to kill. While some don their armor and defend the flock, others lurk in the shadows, plotting their next attack. They will dishonor their oath. They will rape and murder. Were these monsters born this way, or are they a product of their surroundings? This is Dishonorable Mention. Fallen! Alright, alright, everybody take a seat, grab a drink, let's get this show started. A boom, 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 boom. A hey, 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 hey. It's time for another episode of Dishonorable Mentions. Why is that song stuck in your head? Blinded by the light. Wrapped up like a douche and then I stuck it in your butt. What? Is that how the song goes? No. And are those even the same song? What? No, I mean, I don't know. Maybe. Okay, someone's drinking a little early today. I don't think it is the same song. But I don't think so. They're stuck in my head. <laughs> I just want to get them out now early. Oh, that's the fun thing about you having split personalities. You can get two complete songs stuck in your head. You get two for one, baby. <laughs> You get two for one. You get two husbands. So <laughs> two first. <laughs> if you if you cheat on me, I'm like, what else do you want? <laughs> you already got two. Well, cowboy never comes out. So. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> I got boots. <laughs> okay. I got boots, bitch. <laughs> cowboy never comes out. Oh, I'm just kidding. Shut I like your, your boots. <laughs> Before you end up like these people, we're gonna talk about today. Oh no. We got a uh, Joseph Nasso. This is the one Naso. time. I don't know. I think the um, victims are far more interesting and have better stories than this guy. He's like kind of a, the most boring serial killer. Yeah, but there's a twist. No, there's not. There's a lot going on here. Is there? And most of it, like you said, does not revolve around this guy, but the circumstances, the victims, and other things it's that... It's so interesting, like some of these victims are. We um, we advertised him. Yeah. Well, not really advertised him, but you mentioned uh, the alphabet killer. Yeah. 
or the alphabet murderer. I'm not sure it was you or me or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah. And I thought. You thought. That yeah. he just left his name in an alphabet soup. Yeah. But that's not the case. In fact. Um, He's not the alphabet killer. Well, we'll get into that. Okay. We'll get into that later. Okay. Hence the twist. The twist. That I mentioned at the beginning. Twist and show. When I, when I mean beginning of the show, I meant like 30 seconds ago. We're still in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Anyways, today we're going to talk about Joseph Naso. Nazo. I don't know how to say his last name. It's N A S O. Even his last name is freaking boring. Yeah. It's just four letters. Who has a four letter last I name? I know. Right? He's very boring. Smith. Might as well be John Smith. He's still alive, right? Joseph Naso. Yeah, he's still alive. I believe so. He's old, though, because he was already. He's like 87 years old. He was old when they caught him in 2010. 2011, but that's okay. No, it was 2010 when he started investigating. He was arrested, oh. but yes, he, I think 11 was the, the trial. Either he way. He was charged on yeah. April 11, 2011. Okay, but he was arrested in 2010. Just yes. saying. Okay. Just throwing the facts out there. It's <laughs> what our people want. That's the what fact, I'm here just for. The just Nothing the facts. Nothing but the facts. Uh, yeah, it's, it's interesting uh, for... There's a lot of different reasons why this is interesting. And we'll get into those. He had a very simple, boring life, uh, obviously, because he made it to, I think he was, what, 77 when he got caught? Yeah. So that's insane. It is insane. That's why he's a, he lived a very boring life and just went out in the Aside span the of murder. like 18 years, like every other year or so. He was he just older, too. Someone. He was older when he started, yeah. that, as far as we know. Yeah. As far as we know. And I, for five seconds, because so like he went into the Air Force in the 50s um, and he met his wife, Judith, and they divorced, but he kept visiting her. Yeah. In San and, Francisco. In San Francisco. And then they had a son who was schizophrenic. Wonder where he got well, that became from. Schizophrenic. Yeah, became. I don't know. Do you, can you become or are you born with that? Um, Schizophrenia. I think you're, you're, you're kind of, you're, you're born kind with it, right? You're born with it, but. You can also, um, uh, you're like kind a, of born with it, but a, a, traumatic, a event traumatic event can bring it out. Can bring it out. So it might stay dormant, but then you have, just like people will have psychotic episodes, doesn't mean they're schizophrenic. This person, it yeah. could have just like been kind of under the radar, but then something happened, like your dad's a serial killer. But I mean, he didn't, they didn't discover that until later, no. unless. He, he saw something. And then that's why he was talking, taking care of his kid. Because he's like, like, you shut your mouth. <laughs> and maybe he wasn't schizophrenic. <laughs> the dad just made that up to say, no, the things you saw weren't real. You got you're, schizophrenia. Yeah, oh, I am. I'm nuts. I didn't and he see just you. gave him a tic-tac and it, he yeah. thought it was schizophrenic I didn't see you. I didn't see you raping or killing that woman. No. That was all made up in my head. Yeah, so give me a tic-tac pill. Yeah. And, and 18 years and he was married for her to her for 18 years but and that was the span of his his murder so was it all when they were married approximately Ooh, that's interesting like i think it started in the 60 no the 70s was his first yeah, 1977 to 1994 yeah so um i think it was towards the towards the middle of his marriage is when it sounds like because he, he got married in the 60s yeah so so about the middle of it of his marriage is sounds like when it's when he started so maybe that's what caused them mm. to get divorced i'm not saying she knew about it yeah she just but like, he started been to acting change weird. Yeah. like you like every other year you go away and and then you come back you do some all weird shit muddy yeah. 
So let's get into it then, since we're here already. Yes. Uh, you talked about his uh, his stint in the Air Force in the 50s, but uh, I'm going to go even further back. Okay. Talk about his, uh, his birthday, so we can celebrate his birthday. Happy birthday. Just kidding. Joseph Nazo was born on January 7th, 1934 in Rochester, New York, after serving in the U.S. Air Force in the five in the five days, the five days. He met his first wife, Judith. The marriage lasted 18 years, but after the divorce, Nazo continued visiting his ex-wife who lived in San Francisco. Uh, the couple had a son named Charles, like you said, who later on turned uh, or developed schizophrenia and Nazo ended up taking care of him uh, until his arrest. Uh, Nazo took classes in various San Francisco colleges in the 70s. I wonder what he was doing in those classes. Stalking Maybe, his victims. Well, his victims did not seem like the college-bound type. But they were young. Well, yeah, you're right. But it, but I mean, he met young people there. Who knows what what his his true intentions? Maybe they were. were like looking down at him, and then he got mad, and then he went out looking Maybe. for women trying to make some money. People who didn't uh, that nobody else really cares about, yeah. unfortunately. So it's easier to get Maybe away he with was those. Smart murders. enough to know those college girls. Someone's going to look for him, but I'm these other caught. ladies living on the fringe of society, um, no one was looking for them. So mm-hmm. he, I'm going to start a, a boarding school for uh, prostitutes. Not a, not a, maybe not a school, but like a, a housing, a boarding place or something. I don't know. What, do, what would you call it? Um, it's Kinda called like, a shelter, a sex trafficking shelter. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, like where they can... Go to get away from rehabilitation, it. get well, some real help, get some mental. Help. Yeah, they have those. There's a lot of those because just specifically honestly, for prostitutes, though. I feel like that's a that's no. a different uh, type of trauma. But I don't know. Well, You're the expert. Not in, not in prostitution. <laughs> <laughs> in, in assisting it's others. Why we're broke, in assisting others. <laughs> no, um, they have them because the thing about prostitution is that it's not like this. Like you turn 21 and make an educated decision. Um to go into prostitution it's like many most of them start before they turn 18 they're young children like somebody um and then they have um, i feel like that i feel like not to make light of that situation Mm -hmm. but i feel like that's the old school way i feel like now women have more freedom and are doing it more on their own especially after covid and people are locked up with like only fans i know that's different it's not prostitution Mm -hmm. but i feel like Women are more free or liberal with their bodies, not being as judged as much. So it's and easier right, to like, make that choice later on in life without, it, you yes. know. If like you if had some, an escort service, but that's a really movie star look at prostitution. The reality yeah, yeah, yeah. is that you're going to get an, a, a young girl that shows up. You know, you're going to order someone. They show up in a taxi or an Uber. And there's a man on the other side of that that is trafficking all of this. Yeah. They're so they're and they're they don't get their money. So it's like anyone I think that's something that people like to tell themselves that like, oh, I hire escorts and yeah. it's it's not. It's they're trafficked. I'm sure that there are some people that do it, you know, they choose to do it, but the true true reality is that probably 90 percent of them 
are um, victims. Yeah, of something. And that's why I said I want to start a, yeah. a shelter. They do because they need to come back in and and one, just their safety, like the pimps and the people who own them um, don't don't want to lose their their money so they beat them kill them so in order for them to get away they need a place to go yeah and um i was trying to go down like a a funny direction Mm -hmm. with this whole thing at the beginning and i said like oh not to make light of the situation but then you have to get all real on me i do because these girls are babies i can't even say nothing i'm not even talking about like underage girls i was just Talking shit about women, but I know, but, I'm, but you have to bring it to reality. I know. So, anyways, but no, it is real, uh, and I I hear you, and we both, you know, mm-hmm. uh, not been in those situations, but we've been in these situations with people that know about this stuff and have heard the reality mm-hmm. of what this is. We know a lot of people that are personally involved with uh, programs. Dealing mm-hmm. with this, right? Yeah. Um, with sex trafficking and here in Arizona specifically because it's such a big market, unfortunately, mm-hmm. for the uh, cartels and the yeah. gangs and everything else. So we, we hear about it more so than, than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, not anybody else, but a lot of other northern states that it doesn't happen because it's not a, it's not a border state. So a lot of this stuff happens here. For example, in Arizona... I don't want to misspeak about the numbers, but we have some of the highest sex trafficking numbers yes. as far as we know. Very uh, Also missing women, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and well, so Native Americans Native have Americans. a very high percentage. Um, so that's going to be everywhere in the United States is that Native American women are specifically targeted. Also, when you start looking at the West Coast, you have... Um, Asian yeah. influence, like they'll they'll pull up in those cargo ships and they'll open one of those big containers, yeah. and it's just women that's been trafficked They're over. Being trafficked so, over, yeah, very very sad, very, and they take their passports. Oh, there was a place. Oh yeah, and they well that happens to the coyotes do that. Here, yeah, the, the but there was a people place from Mexico. There was gosh some it was some business locally oh a carnival out of gilbert it was based in gilbert but they moved so you know the carnivals that set up in the yeah um in those empty parking lots those, or whatever yeah. yeah so they got caught for sex traffic not Ooh. for trafficking for labor trafficking because they brought a bunch of people oh work for the carnival you get yeah. to travel then they take their passports and these people are stuck and then they're yeah. moving from city city so they don't know you can't anyone. go anywhere you can't do anything yeah so next time you go to a carnival that sounds ask. that sounds like a little bit more fun than being sex trafficked i mean if i was gonna say hey listen you're gonna you're gonna juggle some balls you're gonna walk on a string on a little tightrope for your for your uh your american dream eh, i'll do that <laughs> they tell well, me I, you, you're gonna have to suck a dick for twenty dollars i'll be like no sir put me up on that tightrope <laughs> Can I, I take that option? Like, miss, I, no? um, I think you underestimate that if someone's willing to take a I, passport, you know that after the carnival again, closes. Again, I know you're being cute, but Damn I, it, can't. I can't. I'm I just sorry. Can't, I just can't with you because these little girls. I know. All right, all right. Let's 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 bring it back in. Okay. It, it is it is a, a shitty situation. We mm-hmm. all understand that, and and there is a lot more to it. Than, than what most people know. Yeah. You know, even if we even if we joke and it's people like me 
who joke about these things and make light of these situations why nobody ever learns. So I'm here to I learn you. I will never joke about anything ever <laughs> again. You. Thank you. That's Just kidding. How I want it. <laughs> Just kidding. And I was even joking about the victims because one of them. Are we going to get into the victims? Yeah, of course. But let me finish okay. about this guy. Okay. Yeah. So we we stopped talking about him. Uh, he was taking classes. Yes. And then we said, was it for to find victims or to just to be around younger oh, yeah. people? Like, because this was in the the late 60s, early 70s mm-hmm. already. So he wasn't young anymore. Again, no. he was born in 34. Damn. This is in the 70s. So what, what was he He's really? middle-aged middle serial killer. What was, he, what was he going to school for in the 70s, right? My thought is... Yeah, sure. I know. Oh, come on, Crystal. Oh, I'm sorry. Really? See, That's... this is why I would be sex traffic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I know he was learning photography, but oh. I mean, and then there's your other clue. He's going yes. to school. He's he's a middle-aged man and he's doing photography. So, yeah, my guess is he's there to be around other people maybe find victims and since he started in the 70s maybe that's what started you know got him started mm-hmm. that's what got him started he was around all these young women but like you said he was smart enough not to murder the college women so he mm-hmm. went and and, and and murdered um uh, prostitutes because it was easier and uh less chance of him getting caught right and then photography come on man like i'm not i love <laughs> photography i get it but it gives you almost a free pass yes. to take pictures, pictures. of anyone <gasps> And not to mention, uh, when you say, can I take a nude of you? It's different from, I am an artist and I have a real camera. Yes. If someone wants to take pictures with their phone of you, it's a little bit creepy. But you put a, a real camera out and all of a sudden your nipples are out and like, it's art, right? Yes. And I'm just thinking like with this guy, I'm not saying he's photographers like are all like no, this. But he's Most of them it. are true artists. But unless it comes out that you were also a serial killer, I guarantee you, you have ulterior motives of why you're going back to school at that age mm-hmm. and why you're learning specifically photography. That's yeah. that's my thoughts on that, right? Uh, all right. So he lived in Sacramento between 1999 and 2003, uh, and finally settled in Reno, Nevada, in 2004, uh, where he was arrested finally in 2011. Mm-hmm. He worked as a freelance photographer and had a mm-hmm. long history of petty crimes such as shoplifting, which he committed even in his mid 70s. His acquaintances uh, nicknamed him Crazy Joe for his behavior. Uh, no relations to our POTUS, <laughs> but they both got the same nickname. It's a little odd. Just That's saying. Funny. POTUS does like to smell young girls' hair. Oh. <laughs> uh, but again, I'm not oh, I'm not trying to make the relations here. You make the relationship. You make those uh, those uh, connections. <laughs> connections. Sorry. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, yes, you asked if we can get into the victims. Uh, now would be the time. Would you like me to start, or do you want to start? Well, you can start because there's one that has like probably the most interesting. Like, I want to hang out with this person. She uh, has a very so interesting story. I'll start so from you start. chronological order. Mm-hmm. Roxanne Rogash. I think that's how you say her last name. I'm horrible uh, with pronunciations. Now I know how people feel when they have to pronounce my last name. Yeah. It's Aguirre. Anyways, or Aguirre. I was going to say, I thought it was Aguirre. Roxanne Rogash was found dead on January 10th, 1977. Her body dumped near Fairfax, California. She was 18 years old and stood 5'2". She had been strangled. Police estimated she was killed less than a day before police suspected the Rogash had worked as a sex worker, but her family denied this. 
Uh, second victim, Carmen Lorraine Colon, or Colon. I don't think it's Colon. I think it's Colon. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's not a little uh, hyphen on top of the O. Normally, that makes it Colon, like a Spanish name. Yeah. There's a reason why I have a hard time with this one, too, because you'll find out at the end when I unveil some interesting news. Mm. But anyways, Carmen Lorraine Colon, 22, was found on August 13th, 1978, along uh, Carquines Scenic Highway, a road between Crockett and Port Costa, just 30 miles from the body of the first victim. A highway patrol officer investigating reports of a cattle shooting found a decomposing nude body that had been dumped. The body was later identified as Colons or Colons. Mm-hmm. The body of Cherie Lafern Johnson Patton, 56 years old, washed. So he went off yeah. by the number. I mean, young, that, young, that yeah. she was probably old as him or older. Uh, she, he was probably, yeah, you're right. He was probably around the same age. Washed ashore near the Naval Net Depot in uh, Tiburon, California in 1981. At the time of her death, she was a resident of the Bay Area looking for a job. Nazo managed the residence where the woman used to live. He also took a photo of the victim. Mm, those those mm, classes are paying off. They are. He was considered the prime suspect by police in 1981, but gave the investigators only elusive answers and was not charged for the next 30 years. Imagine that. Elusive. Ah, he didn't give us real answers. He gave us elusive answers. It can't be him. I know. Like Elusive. Ah, I he, guess we, he's not guilty then. So that was, was that That's around the Miranda rights? That's time just lazy. When they were like, well, because remember a lot of that has happened in these stories that we go through. It's like the police, it's real. like the answer is right there and the police just mm-hmm. needed to do a little more and they're like, meh. I know. Nah. Sarah Dillon, a Bob Dylan groupie. Is this the one that you're interested yes. in? Yes. Uh, Why did I know that? Born Renee Shapiro. She later changed her name uh, to that of the singer's former wife. Ooh. I think the serial killer killed a potential serial, serial killer. killer. <laughs> well, last seen was last seen on her way to a Dylan concert at the Warfield Theater in San Francisco on May 1992. She was killed in or near Nevada County, California. Did you want to talk more about her? Well, I just think it's very interesting that I never knew someone like where she would change her name. I mean, that's some really psychotic. Like if you did that today, you would be you would get a restraining order and you would not be allowed to go to the concerts anymore. You think so? Just by changing your name? I mean, if she's not bothering him. But if him. she's going to the things and she's making herself if they if they are aware of it, yeah. They would cuz definitely you put TikTok or Instagram in this girl's hand. If she's changing an, her name to match his wife's yeah. name, then this girl is definitely going to do some inappropriate TikToks. And, and but, the, but until she breaks the law. Yeah, but... She hasn't broken a law by changing her name. Well, this was back in the 80s. I guarantee you she would have got caught doing something. Yeah. In today's. Maybe. I'm telling My you. point is don't get ahead of yourself. Okay. We don't know I'm much about her. I'm down. Um, in 1993, the body of Pamela Ruth Parsons, a waitress, was found in Yuba County, California. She was 38, 
Parsons worked near Cooper Avenue in Yuba City, where Nasal lived at the time. And then lastly, as far as we know, these are the six victims. There's mm-hmm. potentially 10 altogether. Yes. And that's due to um, what the investigators found in his notebook or his diary when he was arrested. But I'll get into that later. His last victim that we know of uh, was Tracy Lynn McKinney Tafoya. He liked them with uh, long names, huh? Yeah, I did. Uh, which is interesting because, you know, that's part of what I'm going to get into right now as well. The names are interesting for different reasons. Uh, anyways, Tracy Lynn was found dead in 1994, also in Yuba County. She was 31. The killer drugged, raped, and strangled her and left the body near Marysville, Marysville Cemetery. It has been estimated that a week passed before the body was found. So those are the six victims that we know of and that he got charged with. Mm-hmm. Now let's get into the arrest. So Nevada Parole and Probation Authorities arrested Naso in April 2010. During a search of his home, authorities discovered a handwritten diary in which Naso listed 10 unnamed women with geographical locations. On April 11, 2011, he was charged with the murders of Ro- uh, Rogash, Colon, Parsons, and Tafoya. All four victims were listed by the police as sex workers. The other six women mentioned in the diary remained unidentified. Later, prosecutors Dory Ahan and Rosemary Sloat introduced evidence uh, identifying Patton and Dillon. On August 20th, 2013, Nasal was convicted by a Marine County jury of the murders. On November 22nd, 2013, a Marine County judge sentenced him to death for the murders. Nasal was also, this is where it gets interesting, mm. a person of interest in the Rochester, this is Rochester, New York, alphabet murders of 1971 to 73. Case sends four of his victims before double initials just as the Rochester murder victims. And Naso had lived there for a long time. Remember, he's from New York. Oh, yeah. And he traveled back and forth. So in those three years, uh, 71 to 73 or two years, um, he may have been going back and forth to New York. So if you notice, the alphabet murders are named that way because of the double initials of the victims or some of the victims. Oh, and this guy had a bunch of those. Well, too. four at least, but the, so the alphabet murders, mm-hmm. when you talk about those, they're specifically the three victims in New York. Okay. And those, all of them had the same letter for their first name, the same letter, um, and their last name. Oh, and this guy, Four of those people, I believe, had the same thing. So, for example, uh, Roxanne Rogash, R-R, mm-hmm. Carmen Lorraine Colon, or Colon, however mm-hmm. you want to say it. I, I'm sure it's not Colon, but um, CC, right? Yeah. And then, uh, let's see, Cherie Lafern, that's not her because her last name was Patton. So, uh, Sarah Dillon, nope. But uh, Pamela Parsons. Pamela Parsons was, so that's mm-hmm. three. And then Tracy Lynn uh mckinney tafoya yeah so there's Tracy four tafoya. so there's four of his six victims okay had the same uh two you know the initials yeah. were the same as the ones in new york so i could totally see them 
thinking there's a link or maybe I wonder if he because his killing started after that if he's a copycat like he always right. had that and wanted to copy copy it understood it yeah so with that being said let's um let's talk about the alphabet murders oh. this is where the, the the twist comes in right mm-hmm. so well actually let me just finish up with this guy first so we can actually really get into it so uh i mentioned he was arrested uh in 2010 in 2011s when he is is uh he was charged right and then they discovered the other um the other two ladies yeah and that's when he was uh, uh sentenced to uh, the death yeah, penalty, yeah. you know, after adding those those other two. So with that being said, now let's get into the actual alphabet murders and see if this guy was actually involved with those. And are those three people added to this list? Here's where it gets weird. Mm-hmm. The first victim, Carmen Colon. Mm-hmm. These were the actual alphabet murders. Do you, <gasps> there was a the Colon. His second victim in in the west coast was 22 years old carmen no now she didn't have uh 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 what do you call the the little colon Mm -hmm. which is weird because that's the last name it's like colon c-o-l-o-n but then it has a little colon on the top of the o which makes this colon right it's a spanish Spanish name the other one didn't so that's why i had a hard time pronouncing it is it colon colon how do you say it but it, it had the same name Except this girl was 11 years old. Oh, poor baby. And the other lady was double her age, 22. Exactly. So it's weird, right? Yeah. Carmen Colon, at 4.20 p.m. on November 16, 1971, a 10-year-old Puerto Rican child named Carmen Colon disappeared while returning home from an errand in Rochester, New York. According to eyewitnesses, Colon entered the pharmacy. Her grandmother had instructed her to visit on West Main Street, but left the store upon learning the prescription she had been uh, introduced, uh, um, instructed to collect had not been processed, informing the store owner, Jack Corbin, I got to go, I gotta go. She was then observed entering a car park close to the pharmacy. Oh. Colon was reported missing to the Rochester Police Department at 7.50 p.m. Approximately 50 minutes after Colon exited the pharmacy, scores of motorists driving along Interstate 490 observed the child naked from the waist down running from a uh, reversing vehicle believed to be a dark colored Ford Pinto hatchback. Frantically waving her arms and shouting in an attempt to flag down a passing vehicle. At least one of those witnesses observed Colon being submissively led back to uh, this vehicle by her abductor. Two days later, two teenage boys discovered Colon's partially nude body in a gully not far from Interstate 490 and close to the village of Churchville. This location was approximately 12 miles from where Colon had last been seen alive. Her coat was discovered in a culvert some 300 feet from the, her body. Her trousers were only discovered on November 30th, close to the service road near where numerous motorists had observed her attempting to escape her abductor. Crazy, right? Yeah, Just that crazy. they wouldn't have, like, people observed it. Like, yeah. if I I would hope if I observe, observe something like that, I would just ram the car. Yeah, I'm like, how do you not stop that? Like, this is crazy. Remember, these are the alphabet murders, right? These are young. They were all between the ages of 10 and 11, I believe. Wanda Walkowicz. 
sorry, Wanda Walkowicz. That's a hard name. That's must be Polish. And Michelle Maenza. Michelle Maenza. Those are the three victims. So as you can see, all three of them had the first and last name start with the same letter. Uh, and that's why they called this the alphabet murders, right? Um, so I'm not going to get into the other young ladies, um, you know, so stories, sad. things like that. But uh, all three of them were obviously tragic. And uh, we're trying to see if there's any connection there, right? But the reality is that no one has ever been charged with the murders of these three young girls. So for the first one, for Colon, uh, they did believe Miguel Colon, who was her uncle, mm -hmm. was the main suspect. Oh, really? In this, yes. Uh, but they were never able to charge him, even though he was never able to really come up with an alibi as to where he was during her disappearance. Um, they just were never able to, to, to pin him for that murder. Her mom still states to this day that she grew up poor and the only thing she ever wishes for before she dies is not riches, not money, not anything else except to find out who the killer of her daughter is. Oh so, my gosh. I mean, it's a, it's a sad story, right? Now to go back to this guy, uh, Joseph Nazo, he, uh, after getting caught, and they compared the victims and the names and the and the fact that he had his his uh, what do you call it um, his journal. He had identified some other victims mm -hmm. that he never identified by name, but did mention them and locations. Uh, they thought maybe he's uh, involved in in some more, and so they actually investigated him. Unfortunately, he did have an alibi, and he was in uh, the West Coast, I believe, at the time of uh, of one of the murders. And so mm -hmm. he was not, uh, he was um, never charged with those murders either. So uh, even though we'd all like to know it was Joseph, that's an easy answer. Unfortunately, uh, he did have a uh, alibi for, for all three, you know, and so he, um, he was never charged and nobody oh, else wow. has been charged, even though there have been some, um, some, um, what do you call it, um, people uh, of interest. Uh, the police department was never able to really bring it back. There was a report done in the uh, early 2000s and uh, where Carmen Colon's uh, story was mm -hmm. being told. And actually, I'm sorry, not the early 2000s, the mid to late 90s. There was kind of a resurgence to look for her, her, oh, her murderer. Yeah. After this story came out, uh, this reporter, uh, you know, kind of did a, a lot of digging, a lot of uh, investigative uh, journalism and uh, put out this big story, and so it became popular again, and so the police department, unfortunately, it took this guy to do that, uh, for them to get, you know, uh, the, the public interest mm -hmm. kind of forcing their hand to go back and look some more, but unfortunately, still no clues or answers uh, were, were found either. So um, if anybody knows anything yeah. about these oh uh, the God. police departments this it's still a, it's still an ongoing investigation on all these three girls right mm -hmm. but the mom of uh carmen was was apparently uh the loudest and has still not given up hope and and so we um she's the one that keeps coming back and and asking for help and so like i said it's still an ongoing investigation it's still open it's cold case file but it's still unsolved so that was that was sad so no we don't think that Joseph Nazo is the alphabet killer, although he had mm -hmm. his own uh, 
alphabet, alphabet thing going on. murders going on. You know, he's not connected to the one in New York, which this one here is uh, just on its own. It's just interesting the way all this stuff happened. And they never found out who the person was. And um, it's, it's sad and it's unfortunate. And like you said, a lot of these uh, people are victims of who knows if those three people, it was just random. Yeah. Or if it really was um, somebody specifically targeting women with the the same first and last That's name so initial. Weird. That is so interesting. It would be, it's just really weird because then you would think there'd be more just to stop yeah. at three. And like, I don't think serial killers work that way, but I don't know. Could yeah. be wrong. Or those could be the only three that are, that, that, uh, that have any kind of links. And there's uh, many other victims that, that don't have that connection, but they're still the victims of the same guy mm-hmm. or this person. You know, these just three happen to have that connection where they're young and they have the same first and last initial. Yeah. You know, who knows? But there could be more out there. Either way, uh, it was just sad uh, to hear about these alphabet murders and these these young girls. And who knows? Maybe they were uh, murdered because they didn't go along. And maybe, like you said earlier, a lot of these uh, young women are trafficked by, uh, you know, by these uh, bad human beings. And maybe they're... um, even though they obviously didn't survive, uh, they fought back to not get kidnapped. Who knows? Yeah. You know, that's but true. unfortunately, uh, without getting into many details, too, all three of these victims were sexually abused, oh. uh, assaulted uh, before they were either strangled by their by somebody's hands or by uh, um, some type of um, rope or some type of device. But all of them were strangled and and sexually assaulted before they passed away so it's unfortunate it's sad but going back to joseph nazo if we ever find out who this guy is he definitely gets the uh the uh dishonorable mention yeah but in the meantime uh the dishonorable mention goes to joseph crazy joe nazo yeah for the murders we do in fact know he committed right yeah uh and like he said his journal that they found there was uh he described 10 different women he yeah. was only charged with six um actually originally he was only charged with four then then the other two later on so six altogether mm-hmm. uh that we know of right there could be more who knows with oh. a guy like that i bet you there's more yeah. i just have a gut feeling i know who starts that in midlife doing yeah that? what a weirdo Ugh! again these guys sicken me they're so gross, and I really am like hate those people that saw this little girl in distress and did not help. Yeah, I mean Rochester in the seventies. I don't know. I don't know what kind of stuff was going on out there with people and their mentality. Just it was another day at Rochester, maybe. Ugh, that's you know, you gotta horrible. you gotta think that, right? I I I I'd like to think that most humans are initially good. Mm-hmm. Um, so for that type of situation to occur, like if you saw that here in Gilbert, I guarantee you, oh my god, ninety nine point nine percent of the humans that witness this are gonna do something yeah. to stop it or intervene. Now, Rochester in the seventies, who knows what's going mm-hmm. on? So I'd, I'd hate to point you know the the blame on these people, but yeah, I I'd like to think that if I was there during this time, I would do something about it. Mm-hmm. Just it's weird times, right? You just don't know what's going on. You don't. I mean, it, it, it's never all right. Like if mm-hmm. you see a young little girl running for her life with yeah. you know half naked, Ugh. you you would think somebody would do, do something. something. I know, just, but I'm and I in, can't help but wonder if it's like because she sounds like she was Hispanic. Yeah. Um, if it was. A brown. Well, and issue. and it sounds like I don't I don't they don't really talk about the the um, 
the the background of these other kids but even like the wanda walkowski well Wal, mm-hmm. no walkowicks however you say her oh, name yeah. being polish doesn't sound like she was also like from you know she was also a, a minority yeah if you will right like maybe social maybe that's yeah not in not in the upper class and the other girl too and so once again uh all these monsters pick on people from a different social class yeah. that no one's going to look for. So prostitutes, that they view as lesser. strippers, you know, women or even men that are doing things that nobody's going to care to look for them. Runaways, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. And these young girls, you know, while I'm assuming they're not involved in any of this, especially not yeah. not by their own hand. They're little babies. They're little babies. But if they're from a minority class, and that's also easier to get away with, right? You get a cute little blonde because none of these girls look like they were all the 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 Polish girl Wanda was a cute little blonde girl with short hair. But once again, if, if it's in a certain neighborhood where nobody gives a fuck, yeah, you're gonna go there. You're not gonna go kill somebody in freaking Paradise Valley, yeah, out here where all the 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 sports uh, the athletes the famous people live yeah and they're going to dedicate all their time and effort and pay the police more money and investigators to find their kids uh, over these poor neighborhoods where nobody gives a fuck right and they were probably not the only ones missing right yeah and so unfortunately that's just what these monsters do right that's Mm -hmm. why they're monsters they stalk they stalk the the innocent. Ugh, you know, I and and them. the weaker, you know, not necessarily physically weaker, but maybe economically, they they know the people or the families can't afford to mm-hmm. fight them. They can't afford to, to you know, put out mass media, uh, you know, or, or or they don't have friends with with the news or the police department where people are going to do them favors and work a little harder for them, right? Especially in neighborhoods where there's a thousand missing children. Yeah. It's going to be a little bit harder for the police department also to to focus, to focus on, on these three especially. So um, that's unfortunate, but that's just the way it fucking is. So Joseph Nazo, you get the dishonorable mention of this week. I hope you die in jail. I know. Not on the... Like not the lay down peacefully, but I hope someone. I'm surprised some of these people like. Well, he must be like in. Um, yeah, if you're on death row, solitary you're on soli- confinement, you're right? Mm-hmm. Because it'd be nice for him to just get let loose in the yard. Yeah, like get a shank up his ass. And something. they let everyone know, like, hey, just so you guys know, you guys have about an hour to, yeah. to about, uh, let's call it, and I'm putting out quotations, a meet and greet with Joseph. <laughs> and I, so here's his here's his bio. By yes. the way, and you all get an hour, and they they do it with like a little winky face, like you guys get <laughs> to a meet and greet with the great Joseph Crazy Joe Nazo. Yes, who wants to meet him? Let's do that. <laughs> and then just let him, let him, let them loose from the yard for 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 yes. an hour. They're like, and we're even going to give you guys privacy. Yeah, we're shutting down all the cameras. We're we're all the Enjoy. guards. They're going to take a break. So have a good we're hour. We're going to have a potluck. Yeah, we're going to have a potluck. <laughs> You're not invited. Be good. So, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. With that being said, I have um, once again uh, jacked up the show enough to where <laughs> it's time to wrap this up. <laughs> yes. Boring serial killer with his stupid... I know. Like, 
I'm more interested in this alphabet murders. Yeah. To I was find like, out who or I want to find out who did that. Each individual ones, even just the one girl alone, the first victim, Carmen uh, mm-hmm, Colon. To that little mom. That's interesting. And then I wonder what happened with that uncle. Oh. So, well, he committed suicide after killing his brother and his wife. Wait, so. did you read that? Mm-hmm. Oh, really? See, yeah. I didn't even read that part about him. Yeah, he killed himself. After doing what? Um, he, 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 there was a standoff. He killed his brother and his wife. Yeah. And then killed himself. That is, uh, that is uh, concerning. That's that's the actions of a guilty man. That's the kind of <laughs> that's that's the kind of stuff I wish you'd bring up during the podcast. <laughs> that's nice to know. As we we're, just got as to. we're wrapping up, I've got a lot to cover, girl. You need to help out too. You need to help me out. That's where our partners, my, like, as I'm my co as my co-host. I'd like for you to put some <laughs> in, input, some information as well. I did. I threw that out. I can't. I can't be. Uh, I can't be responsible for to carry the whole goddamn show. Listen, you get me in these depressed own. moments where I'm like, I we talk about these Listen, horrible things. We need to. We need to take a break and we need to go discuss on how we do these shows now because <laughs> I uh, I would expect for you to be like and also. And also so? May I add another interesting note? <laughs> a little tidbit. We are here to entertain <laughs> these people and give them uh, great and entertaining information. So thank you for that. That that, <laughs> that was uh, that was good to know. Yeah, it sounds guilty. <laughs> sounds guilty to me. I wonder if he was also uh, involved with the other two, though. Wonder. It was all in the same neighborhood, all in Rochester. So yeah, what's the chances it's not? Because it was they were all so similar. Yeah, but why would he pick the name? Like, do you think he did it? Do so you think he this happened? It was the first one. He goes, okay, so I'm going to, and this is why it stopped. He picked young yeah. girls the same age with the same first and last initial, mm-hmm. so that people would be like interested in looking for a serial killer who was obviously looking for girls with the same first and last initials. When in reality, he just made that up. He's yeah. like, he killed his, his niece and she happened to have the same first and last initials. So he said, okay, perfect opportunity for me to create some kind of diversion. They're going to be looking for somebody that's not even tied to these other girls. And that's how he did it. You think this he'd... sounds like classic Home Alone when he's like, we're going to be the the wet bandits. <laughs> when yeah. he was like yeah, yeah. in the water. So he's like, we'll be the alphabet. We or me, I'll I'll be the <laughs> alphabet person. That alphabet I don't know, killer. man. Either so way. maybe. Yeah, thanks for that uh, last minute info. <laughs> what? Oh, I'm sorry. Did that just come in? Is that why? It just came over. Just the came wire. in over the wire. Our producer in another room. Yeah. Um. He just he, he told it to me in the headphone because yeah. we have a high tech yep. system. High tech setup. Yep. Yep. And so. Um, By producer yeah. in the other room, you mean the <laughs> our 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 oldest. In the house, yeah. who just comes in to break in in the middle of a, of a podcast <laughs> to tell us there's someone at the door? That guy? <laughs> that guy. Is, is that what you mean by producer? Calm down. <laughs> First of all, can I acknowledge I'm proud of you? You didn't throw anything at the door. Nobody throws nothing at no doors, man. That's our producer. Why would I throw something at the producer <laughs> when he interrupts our show? I would never. I would never do that. Anyways. And then Those at the days same, are over. At the same time, he also gave you that tidbit of information. So <laughs> that's what happened. And now you shared it with everyone. So yeah. thank you. Thank you, producer. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Can we? Let's get the fuck out of here. Oh. Can we? Yes. Let me just end it with this. Okay. Let me ask you a little, little, little question. Okay. What did the shepherd say to the other shepherd? I don't know. 
let's get the flock out of here. Oh, Lord. Well, that being said, for Crystal... Late to the game reading! <laughs> I'm outside the wire of wire. You guys all have a great day. Yes, goodbye. Bye-bye. And don't forget to save the pingolins. Yay!